size eyes. The life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Casually Profound series, where conversations create deeper connections with others and yourself, where every interaction is an opportunity to laugh, think, and feel fully, where magical moments happen spontaneously and abundantly. This series has discussions that transcend the surface level of what people do or who they are in the outer world. It aims to normalize thinking. I hope for all those engaged in this discussion, including myself, the guest, and especially you, the active listener, we stop and ponder on the ultimate question, who am I really? All while enjoying every second of it, of course. All right, welcome everyone to the first episode of the Casually Profound series. Um, extremely excited to be out here. Uh, beautiful Saturday morning out here at Freedom Park in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, my guest today, my conversation partner today, is Dan DeQuisto. Um, the, the way I met him is uh, as a couple years ago, I was looking for this uh, you know, different type of job opportunity and uh, ended up stumbling upon this this random startup company based in Charlotte it had a marketing team in Atlanta and he was one of the guys who interviewed me um, and two years about two years later um, he is my now manager at Tio Laundry I'm extremely grateful to be here with him he's one of the co-founders um, and chief growth officer of Tio Laundry um, and Laundro Lab so uh, I guess Dan I'll open it up to you if there's anything uh, I guess grateful wise since we I want to start this conversation off on positive note here is there anything that you want to express gratitude or thanks towards in the last couple of days yeah well first off thanks for having me I know we've been talking about this for a while and glad we got to uh, do it on this bright beautiful Saturday morning um, grateful wise uh, I, I do think about this a lot and to be honest I think uh, a lot of it comes down to years and eyes conversations always making me think deeper, wider, broader, um, however you want to word it. Um, I think the, the common thing for me right now is just I'm every day, whether it's a weekend or a weekday, um, I'm just surrounded by really awesome people um, who uh, I'm fortunate to be around, I'm fortunate to learn from, grow from, push me to be my best self. Um, and those stem anywhere from colleagues uh, family members, spouse, best friends, um, potential investors, customers, uh, all the above. And um, I just wouldn't change anything where I am today uh, for anything else. And um, I think a lot of people don't have that. And uh, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that because that, that ultimately pushes me to be my best self, pushes me to ultimately achieve my um, long-term, short-term goals. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm going down that path with the right people. And, and I'll, I'll end it by saying um, one thing I always like to call out is it, it takes a village. Um, I truly believe that. And no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're building, trying to accomplish, um, I think it's really hard to do it alone. And so uh, having people around you 
whether it's just a voice in your ear or um, actually pushing you, uh, giving you feedback, etc. It, it truly does take a village. So uh, grateful for people. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. And I, I think I really, uh, I guess, re- reflect and resound on that. Um, those uh, what you're grateful for. So I guess to con- before we fully jump in, um, I do want to take a quick second to uh, do a little visualization exercise for Let's us as well as people who may be listening in right now. Let's close our eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. And really just feel and experience at the end of this conversation how insightful, how productive, how reflective, how optimal, how compassionate, how casual, and how profound of a conversation that we'll have this morning. Awesome. All right, with that, um, I'll kick it off. The first question that I have, Dan, is um, who do others think Dan DeQuisto is? It's a deep question. <laughs> um, I've, I've just, just, I'm just starting it off going, going deep. <laughs> yeah, no, you've, you've, you've mentioned this, this question before in our conversations, and it's, it's, a, it's a hard one to to kind of think about because you can take it so many different ways. Who is Dan DeQuisto? Um, well, who, who do others think Dan DeQuisto is? Who do others think Dan yeah. DeQuisto is? I think, I mean, where my mind goes, um, at the end of the day, I think I'm someone that's uh, easy to approach in whatever context I am to that person, whether it's a brother, a son, a best friend, uh, a leader, mentor, mm-hmm. caregiver. I the approach is, is is something that I think I'm. The energy that I give off there is is a welcoming one. Um, I think right now. People think about me as calculated, um, mission-driven. I'm, I'm on a mission to do something in my life at my age, and I think people notice that, whether they are friends, family. Mm-hmm. I think they th- think that... Um, I'm compassionate when I want to be and when when <laughs> when poked to to be so. Yeah. Who do others think Dan DeCristo is? And there's also the side of like the um you know, I guess professionally, right? You know, I can view you some way or um you know, Alex or any of the other, you know, colleagues that we have, right? I guess, or maybe even from an investor perspective, right? I guess, I guess, how does, 
like how does that change like how does their perspective of you change depending on how they're seeing you right what inter- types of interaction you're having with them I, th- I think that most people look at us as <clears throat> or me as a good listener someone who's hungry motivated gonna get it done whether I know how to do it or I don't mm-hmm. I think they they see us as I mean I, I, I keep going to the the mission driven part like we yeah. we give off this energy and this vibe whether it's the questions that we ask or the the time um, in response of execution, um, we're, we're on a mission and I'm on a mission. And right. I think that's outside looking in really what is the center of what people see me at right now. Uh-huh. Um, like I know how to have fun and I, and I think people look at me as having fun when it's, when it's right. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm on this mission. I'm 29 years old. Um, I don't have a doubt at all in what I'm doing, and I think people know that. And it's it's just pure execution mode right now. And and I think people look at me as that mission executor, driven, motivated, and will figure it out no matter how long or what resources it takes. Um, so I think people ultimately look at me as as having trust. I think people naturally will give me trust how um, with that approach, with the mission that I'm on. Um, I think it's easy to kind of uh, feel comfort in that outside looking in. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. I guess how would you kind of, I guess, distinguish then? I think a lot of the things that I picked up there were like from a mission-driven sense, it's very, it's like more professional in terms of what we're building at Two Laundry and Laundro Lab. I guess, how do you differ between, or I guess, like, do you have different perspectives on, uh, like, your personal mission or your professional mission, or, like, how do you kind of think about the mission holistically, or, like, what's your viewpoint there? Yeah, I think that one's tough, Um, and you can ask my wife, (laughs) um, my family. Uh, I, I think it's really easy for me to go back to, like, it's easy for me to turn, well, no, I won't say that. It's hard for me to turn that professional mindset off in my day-to-day, like, personal life. Yeah. But when I do, like, I think it's, like, it's clear that I have done it. Um, I still don't know what that trigger is, and I think those people around me don't know what that trigger is. And I think that that is a, a, a challenge, because what I found in my life is I had a not necessarily a rocky, I don't know how to describe it, it but it, w- it was um, an uncommon way to get where I am today. Uh-huh. And I think I matured very quickly at a younger age, ultimately not really finding that balance of like personal um, self-development, uh, um being incredibly sort of authentic on both ends of the professional and personal side. And 
I've, I've just learned so much that I'm applying a lot of what I'm learning professionally into my personal life and it may come off as uh, it's different than who I was 10 years ago. It's, it's much more calculated, thoughtful, um, maybe less emotional connection and, and, uh-huh. and it's, it's more, let's call it practical um, problem solving in a way and I think that can blur the lines of who Dan is personally and who Dan is versus mm-hmm. who I am professionally. Gotcha. Is it, I guess by emotional, do you kind of mean, I guess like there's a concept of like leaving your emotions at home or at in a certain place and not bringing it into the workplace, right? I guess, do you mean it from that perspective or yeah. like, in, okay. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, the, I guess it's, it's different and cause, um, I'm an owner and uh, it's hard not to bring things home and it's hard, it is really hard to turn turn off that mindset. Yeah. Um, especially right now in the position we're in and just how fast things are moving and I guess um, there's been glimpses of, of balance um, more so in the past year and a half during COVID and as things sort of slowed down, we got a chance to reflect and I started to really figure out who I was, what I wanted to do and it just it brought me right back on that same path um gotcha i guess you mentioned like you had like a little bit of an uncommon i guess untraditional path of getting to where you are now yep were there any big instances or you know uh, mindset altering moments or situations that happened i guess throughout that past that made you who you are today yeah absolutely um so the 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 simplest easiest one to go back to was let's call it almost 10 years ago um exactly and uh i was sophomore in college um at the university of minnesota in duluth i ended up getting in trouble um it was a pretty significant sort of uh impact as a as a kid in college and Uh um it ultimately forced me to kind of take a step back and um, uh, I ended up leaving school I ended up uh, traveling across the country to live with my family in in Florida and I was in Minnesota at this time right where all my friends were um, all my friends were still in school going to school and, yeah um, I was always that um, motivated I was I did got good grades in school so like I was I was set to go down that typical path of finishing school right um and then going to get a job and what have you but yeah uh um that was that moment in life that someone said all right you <laughs> you're you're taking a left turn um <laughs> but i think like a lot of instances in life i i learned from that at a young age very quickly and it put me in a very uncomfortable position as a 19 year old um, who wasn't doing what his friends were doing that forced me to think about things very differently to ultimately motivate myself to get back on that path. Right. And, um, I did that and, um, it, it pushed me down a completely different path in life, but I felt like it was parallel to what others were doing. Um, may not be the same exact, but we're headed in the same direction Mm -hmm. versus perpendicular and and going a completely different. Yeah completely different route and so that moment um in my life 
is very easy for me to ref reflect back on because I wouldn't be here today if that wouldn't have happened. Right. Um, or just wouldn't be here to the same extent. And yeah. So, um, I think about that a lot. And that really, like, I know there's a lot of cliches, like, everything happens for a reason. I truly do believe that. Yeah. Um, I think it's all about how you overcome those objectives, whether it's negative or positive in life. And I personally also think that everybody needs to go through some sort of really uncomfortable left turn um, yeah. in life to really f figure out and challenge themselves who they are, um, where they want to go, what they want to do. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm fortunate that it happened at such a young age because yeah. uh, I know there's people right now who are my friends who may be going through that and um, or older. And I think it's tougher at an older age. So I'm, I, I, that's how I look at it. I look at it very positive yeah. that I was 19 I learned from it quickly. I could have continued down that perpendicular path, but right. I, I found the next right turn and, and got back uh, on a parallel path to what my friends were. And I, it wasn't all about trying to be like my friends or that traditional path. It was just, I wanted something that continued to motivate me and finding a parallel path, whether it was my own, at least, I mean, we're like with this game of, of kind of friendly competition, at least right. I was still going down that path that ultimately motivated me to be similar. Gotcha. Is, I guess, uh, in the future, do you see yourself, I guess, finishing, finishing school? Or I know you had mentioned getting, or at least to me personally, like thinking about getting an MBA. I know you had talked about it to some other people. Yep. I guess, what are your thoughts and uh, opinions there? Yeah, so I actually, um, I brought this up. So I have a mentor, Jared Belsky. Uh -huh. um, I approached him with this mindset and kind of laid it all out there. Um, I mean, you know uh, where I am right now with, I mean, we're about five years into building a pretty exciting company. Um, uh, we we have an incredible net worth or net, uh, um, network yeah. of, of people. And so I went morning. to, morning. morning, I went to Jared and, and said, hey, Jared, I'm, this is what I'm thinking about. I went down this non-traditional path. I didn't finish school. I'm thinking about doing an MBA because I really just want to continue with my self-development and and because my ultimate goal is just to be the best leader and resource as possible. Like the most inspiring, motivational thing to me is helping others. And mm -hmm. um, I think specifically in in the context of business and growing businesses. Right. Um, and I want to be there one day. And he challenged me. He's like, Dan, all right, you're 29. Um, a really good exercise is to on a piece of paper. On the left side, here's 29. What does Dan look like at 39 years old? Like, that's the first question he asked me and yeah. draw those connections. Um, and he's like, if you want, do you want to be the CEO of, a, of the next 360i, um, which is the company that he runs? It's an, it's an agency, a typical marketing agency. Yeah. Um, or do you want to be at an early stage company leading, leading it or, or one of the early employees or an investor? Um, and he's like, my recommendation will be different based on uh, where you want to go. And I, the good thing is, like, I, I do have an understanding of where I want to be in 10 years. And I think that's, that ultimately is helping me make these life decisions. And he's like, because you didn't say the path of being a CEO of a corporate company. Yeah. He's like, don't waste your time finishing school. You have, look at your resume right now with... Um, 30 under 30 awards with Alex, uh, being an Endeavor entrepreneur, going through Techstars, the network that we have, the success that we've had with 2U and Laundry Lab. He's like, you, that 
that degree, whether it's a bachelor's or a master's, is almost worthless. And that's that's specific to me. I'm not telling anybody right, right, yeah. to go down that path. Um, I, 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 I don't really have a strong opinion about people finishing school. Um, I think it can work for, like, you have to do it if you want to be a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer. Like, you, you have to do it. Right, that. yeah. Um, in business, it's different. Um, and so uh, I think it's really situational. But for me, my situation, long story short, um, I don't plan on, on finishing school. I plan on filling that gap with other things. Um, there's a lot of resources out there. I know you, master, the master classes of the world, um, Udemy. Um, I mean, a lot of these classes you yeah. can fulfill for data analytics or financial reporting, commercial real estate, whatever it is. You can you can learn a lot of those things. Yeah. So um, I plan on supplementing um, what I don't know with either experiences or um, sort of self-learning. For sure, yeah. I mean, there's like so many, like the things we mentioned, right? All these things that we can even like all these niche kind of subjects and topics we can just like there's so much information available it's almost it's like an information overload it is right <laughs> it's incredibly overwhelming i mean uh, you see a lot of stories we have access to so much data through social media and the internet and um i think going back to what what are we grateful and fortunate of i mean i we should all be grateful and fortunate of what we have right access at our fingertips yeah and, um, I, I truly believe anybody can do whatever they want to do. It's just, it's just, do you want to put in the work? And I, I always, I hear people say, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I remember Mark Cuban saying something like a entrepreneur, and mm. I, I think that's a real, <laughs> I think that's a real thing. It sounds funny, but it, it is. I mean, um, people can want to do something, um, but it's all about going out and doing it and jumping in the deep end. And I don't think a lot of people have that mindset. Because um, you can figure anything out. Like if I said I want to be a, an engineer or a designer, um, ever, everyone should say, well, go do it. You have time to do it. Right. Um, whatever. You have the resources to do it. And there's no excuses. So yeah. um, I think it is, although it's information overload, um, people should be grateful for that because it's it's access right at your fingertips. For sure. I guess in terms of, uh, I guess, making that, left turn right was there any i know you mentioned what like, your friends were doing you were not comparing but you were looking at what they were doing how it might have impacted you or like what your trajectory was career-wise um i guess were there any other types of pressures or um like out, outside forces that were like potentially impacting your decision making and mindset nothing more than my ultimate goals i think my goals were my yeah. Um, pressure my goals were were forcing me like I, I I've always been at the earlier date earlier stages of my life I was money motivated I knew I grew up in a middle class um, my my family and my parents are fantastic they they made me feel like we weren't in the middle class and right and I want to be able to do that for for my kids or my family one day um, I want to have awesome experiences that I didn't get to have. Um, right. And I would attribute those mainly probably towards uh, finance, financial reasons. And so I'm not necessarily money motivated. I, th I think I'm more like you. If I work hard, if I focus on the right things that I feel like I will do, I, money will be there. Um, and money is like a secondary driver of that. And so... Um, my mission is in, in goals at a young age, and I really figured out what that path. Like I wanted to just do something um, 
uh, for myself and and I wanted to go go after that and it was it was hard not to naturally think about like what my friends were doing so like those of course those were yes driving forces because I do have awesome friends I do have motivated friends um, smart friends who Northwestern um, uh, good grades Wake Forest etc who are going down this path and yeah I wasn't trying to be them but I tried to use what they were doing as motivation um, whether it was the, the right the same path that I wanted to go down or not so um, I think my my biggest driver though was was my mission that I ultimately found uh, and passion just to be better um, I, wa- I wanted I wanted to be known for something I wanted to pr- be a resource to people yeah um, and a lot of people and I think that's what ultimately mission what narrowing that down what drove me to um, get off of that left turn and, and find that that path back yeah for sure I guess with with uh, COVID happening last year obviously that was another left turn that no one saw coming at least maybe to the extent that it did yeah. um, I guess I guess prof- professionally or personally I guess how has that um, impact your impacted your thinking or impacted that overall vision and mission that you were going towards if at all yeah no i I think uh so covid impacted me heavily personally and professionally i think um how i've thought about how i think about things it's impacted more professionally for sure yeah um i mean as you know um you and i were both in atlanta when all this craziness started to unfold and and uh, we were going down this path professionally to uh, massive growth and expansion and um uh, that quickly um, took a back seat, uh, and what was in front of us was the unknown. Right. Um, like in in February and March, there was this clear path for what twenty what the end of twenty twenty looked like. Yeah. Um, March fifteenth came. That became the most blurry fog. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had to quickly adapt. And I think that's one thing that Alex and I were really good at was just listening. Um, we don't have big egos uh, and we listen to those around us, whether it was our employees, investors, board, etc. Uh-huh. Um, and how I was impacted personally was was a, a, a byproduct of professional. Um, and so uh, it didn't really change my mindset um, personally outside of having to go back to Alyssa, my wife, who uh, was just getting established at her job. She had moved to Atlanta about uh, 11 months prior to, um, so she was getting in the groove. We were looking at houses to buy. Yeah. Um, and I ultimately had to come to her one day and say, Hey, we're like, what are your thoughts on moving back to Charlotte? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and it's hard to move at, at our age, like 28, um, professional, you're trying to establish experience and tenure, um, and for me, it's easier because I own, uh, I'm part owner, and and I, it's it's easy for me to make those changes. But for her, it wasn't. And right. So I think that helped us grow from our um, relationship standpoint. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, I mean, there were some good times, bad times, and and so uh, it just helped us get connected better and com- communicate better. Forced us to communicate. Yeah. I've told you all the time, <laughs> I'm a terrible communicator uh, when it comes to. The, the personal side and um, that was a forcing function um, that I really learned uh, a lot about how to have a constructive conversation and it wasn't just hey babe we're moving to Charlotte yeah. <laughs> um, it was hey this is happening this is what I think is going to happen 
how do you feel about it? I ultimately told her that um, I'd be willing to stay and and I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll travel to, to Charlotte every day, every every week, whatever it is. And, right. Um, but there's consequences of that, and so um, uh, I think I, I we I learned a lot from that forcing event communication on the personal side, and then um, professionally, I just I mean Alex and I, you'll hear it from both of us. Um, I mean I think COVID was a blessing in disguise for the company and where we're heading and we're honest about that we're transparent about that yeah um i don't think we were gonna fail per se but i do think that we've increased our chances of success with what we were able to uncover and figure out during um that fog and trying to uh find our way through it yeah um i i really think we found that was like a one of the main events on what I'm going to look back on in when Dan is 39 and, yeah. and look at leadership. Like I want to be the best leader possible. I've, I've said it m- multiple times. And okay. I think navigating through that fog is something that we will be grateful for in, in 10 years because um, that's one of those events that is going to happen once or twice in our lifetime. Um, right. And so... Uh, I think professionally speaking, it was a, it was a, we were fortunate to have the opportunity to navigate through tough times. Um, I, I don't think it was perfect, but I think we did a, a fair job. And, and um, I think you and I sitting here today are ultimately that much more excited about going into work Monday through Friday and, and doing what sometimes we're doing. Saturday, sometimes Sunday, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes Saturday, Monday. <laughs> Sunday. As a matter of fact, I'm going in after this yeah. on Saturday, but um, that's just the nature of the beast. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I think looking back, um, I think it'll have more, Im- it, COVID has had more impact on me professionally, but um, personal development and growth through it all. And, and I always go back to my relationship because uh, that's centered around my per- my personal life. For sure. It, has there been, I guess, anything, so I guess you were, we're talking about more mindset here in terms of what COVID has impacted. Has there been anything action-wise or habits-wise that you've kind of cultivated or picked up over the last, you know, year, year and a half since COVID or even um, moving to Charlotte, et cetera, that you've kind of built into your lifestyle and daily routine? Yeah, I think two things. Um, I'm starting to, like, I, I found a little bit more time during COVID. I think naturally everybody did. Yeah. Um, uh, and you almost had too much extra time um, to really understand how you wanted to fulfill that time. And um, I found myself uh, reading more. I found myself listening to podcasts more, reading um, articles, books. I found myself wanting to and learning about new things, whether it was a, uh, an investment, <laughs> uh, an investment opportunity, uh, making money on the side. Um, learning new things on the side. Yeah. Um, I haven't really found my, like, a specific path. I don't, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm going to be I'm on the side learning about data analytics um, to uh-huh. the extent. I, I think I want to kind of groom myself and comb it to finding these goals like you have yourself. Yeah. Um, like, you have this clear cut and dry path to what you want to do um, and learn. Um, Is it a little bit of safe mood on the side? Like, <laughs> <laughs> a little crypto. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's been fun to have like that other sort of learning 
um, yeah. outside of the, the typical day-to-day. Um, and then I think just connecting with people more, um, whether it's through it was through Zoom um, or in person once things started to get a little bit more uh, um, open to being able to do that stuff. Yeah. I've just found that staying connected and building that network is really what's going to create long-term value uh, for what I want to do. And I, that's, again, where I think money will come. Um, if something were catastrophic were to happen to you or didn't work out, like there's a network to land on after to you. Once it's successful, there's something to tap into and more opportunities will come from that. So right. staying connected, um, I think, is something that I've been really forcing myself to uh, um, find time for. Um, so learning self-development, I think I've, I've always heard the stories of what you should be doing in your 20s and 30s and I'm really applying um, building wealth going into my 30s uh, and self-development and learning because yeah. if I want to be a resource for people um, and the best resource possible, I need to I want to be able to know a lot and be helpful and navigate um, certain scenarios. But then if I don't know it, I want to be able to connect people to other people. Right. Um, and I think that's that's really intentional for what I'm I'm trying to kind of build in my Dan's portfolio or mind portfolio or whatever it is. Gotcha. I guess since you mentioned you were um, got into reading books, listening to podcasts, and and all that stuff, has have there been any specific ones that uh, that you remember or that you um, you know learned a lot from or um, anything like that? Yeah. um, Or like specific channels or. um, So I've I find my I think that's where I've struggled like. finding a specific way to um, digest that information. Yeah. Um, I dabbled in, in financial uh, podcasts um, and uh, the startup podcast, um, How I Built This. Um, uh, one of our investors, uh, uh, the Pomp podcast, I mean, you just learn a lot about Bitcoin and, and business. And, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm, I, I really like just listening to people talk and how they think about business. Um, so I naturally gravitated towards things like that. I'm I'm reading a lot more uh, blogs, so I've I've uh, um, just subscribed to uh, a lot more of those things and doing quickly daily digests, more five minute um, readings. Yeah. Um, Scott Galloway uh, was a professor at NYU. I mean, his one of his yeah. uh, blogs is one of the best things I, I read on a daily or weekly basis. Um, uh, I read. Uh, um, uh, a few books, and really they actually kind of tied to uh, Jared Belsky's recommendations. Um, one of them was the uh, Amazon um, uh, shareholder letters by Jeff Bezos. That was pretty fascinating to kind of yeah. watch the transition. Um, Loon Shot, um, which is another one of just about making big bets um, as you're building a business and how to calculate those bets. Yeah. Um, and then his specific book, uh, um, uh, uh, centered around being a great partner, um, leadership, and uh, that's something that's really um, attractive to me right now. Is I think I'm just at that age where uh, and stage in life where um, I can really develop my leadership skills. Um, but I found that challenging as well with uh, what's going on in in, in work. Um, yeah, it's just there. There, as you know, there's a lot. <laughs> so um, yeah. I haven't really figured that out, but um, I've gotten better at it and I've challenged myself to take more time to do so. Gotcha. I guess what do you think are some of those aspects of leadership that 
you may, I guess, I guess this comes down to, comes down to like self awareness of like what you think you may be good at at leadership versus like what are your points that you've been trying to improve, whether from an internal motivation or I guess what's been shared with you feedback wise from other colleagues and friends. Yeah, so I think the from what I've gotten in feedback and who I think I am, um, I think I have a high EQ. Um, I think I uh, emotional intelligence, and right. um, I think I really know how to get on the same level as that person, whether whoever it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I, pro- I try and approach it more from I, w- I want like I want people to feel comfortable. Um, I want people to feel like we're, we're I don't know if it's good or bad <laughs> yet, but we're we're friends more than we are colleagues and. And maybe that's just the situation that we're in with 2U because um, everyone's been there that I work with for more than two, three years. And so like right. we've been able to establish that bond. And around the same age, like yeah. same stages of life for the most part. And it's really part. easy to connect with people on yeah. that. So um, I think that that is something that has just allowed me to really feel comfortable learning, asking questions. Um, and Because uh, I, don't, I don't know everything, and I know you know that. Um, but I think um, when we're in a room together... Um, as a leader, I'm really easy to just talk to, bounce ideas off of, um, hear people speak, yeah. uh, um, and then ultimately asking the good questions. And and so I just I like connecting with people, and, and I'm going to figure it out whether I know it or I need to go fig- I need to go ask somebody else. Um, I think what I've what I've struggled with and things I need to work on, and, and you've you've brought this up, um, and it's a constant theme since. I've been managing people and um, giving constructive feedback. Um, I I struggle, and I think I'm like you, where I like when I digest things, I need to uh, I need more time to think about them before I say yeah. something or before I give feedback. Um, and I fester on things quite a bit, and I'll tell you, like, <laughs> oh, what do I do? I say this? Do I not? Like, right. am I thinking about this right? Am I not? Yeah. So part of it might be confidence. Um, I think I know deep down I'm, I'm confident about it, but how do I exert that confidence yeah. in, in that feedback? Um, so um, that, that's something that I've really tried to challenge myself on how to figure out the right way to do that. Um, and then ultimately perception-wise as well, I think how, how do I, the, the, what was the Justin, um, the power... Power. The rules of power, the Which one? laws of power, or um, it, it was a it was a book, and he um, uh, like, like the frames. Yeah, like oh, the, uh, yeah. the one that I did like the Kate, not the presentation. Yeah, on. yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember the name of it, but it was uh, um, one of them is the power of perception, and right, um, the best leaders speak less. The best leaders um, say few fewer words. Um, they're more quiet and and uh, um, just how do you uh, exert that perception of power yeah it's, it's pitch anything yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. by Orrin Claff yep there we go so um, those are a few things I think just working on that perception of being uh, a leader because um, a leader is not just somebody who you feel comfortable uh, or happy about to be a, a manager or whatever I mean you want you want to be able to um, get excited and motivated around everything that he or she uh, does, says, um, how they approach things, how they uh, 
how they speak, how they, just all that perception yeah. I think ties in and um, that's something I'm cognizant of and aware of because um, I don't have very limited experience and it's it's more just experience by trial and error yeah, than anything for sure. right now. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I guess I think now is, could be a good, uh, I guess, stopping point for a little intermission or a pause. Um, so I'm going to try something different here um, and hope you guys, you know, the listeners as well, don't fast forward through this, but we're going to take some time, maybe 30 seconds or whatever feels right to just not, you know, talk or anything, but just reflect on what we've, you know, conversed about, what we've discussed. And, uh, and at the end of it, actually, so Dan... Um, so I really believe that you can really get the most insight into the way someone thinks, not necessarily, not only by the answers that they give, but by the questions that they ask. And so at the end of the pause, at the end of the 30 seconds, I want, uh, I'll request you to ask me a question so that we can keep the conversation going um, that way. So we'll just take this quick pause and hope, hopefully you guys um, listening in as well can um, reflect also. Nice. So I guess I'll, I'll let you open the floor up to you to keep the conversation going here. I th- the first, uh, so two came to mind. One naturally was, who is Dan DeQuisto to you? <laughs> um, just because I, I keep thinking about that. And I think that's something I will continue to keep thinking about and fielding that feedback mm-hmm. is necessary. Gotcha. Yeah, so I guess who Dan DeQuisto is to me is, I think I'm pretty in line with what you, I think, said that other people think of you, right? I think very mission-driven, the very, like, so in Strengths Finder, uh, there's, like, you know, 30 different strengths or whatnot that are listed in there. And one of them, when I read the description, I hadn't taken the test myself, but when I read the book, and I read the descriptions of like the characteristics of what a, this, all the different um, strengths are. There was one that resonated with me that I was like, all right, this is 100% Dan. And it was uh, Activator. And it was like a person who's like a doer, like going 100%, 100 miles an hour um, all the time type of thing. Um, and obviously you said, and I know that, you know, you, you reflect in, in terms of like taking a step back and wanting to process things more, right? Especially, you know, specifically maybe giving feedback and all that. But... Um, I think that doing mindset is definitely uh, uh, contagious because sometimes I can uh, almost be uh, on, in the clouds too much sometimes. So I think having that perspective of, of being a, a doer and an executor, ex- executor is, um, is very valuable um, for not only me, but for I think the entire company gives motivation and encouragement um, and I think, yeah, like a, definitely a good listener. 
because I think there's a lot of because um, I think in the conversations that I've had one-on-one -on -one with everyone in the company or even compared to I guess looking at it with other people like just my friends I think I definitely we have the most one of the most like connections in terms of being okay with like pauses right I think allowing each other time to just think whether it's an actual you know brainstorming war room session that we have or whether it's a normal conversation like the one we just had like this was completely normal I've never done it before in an actual conversation yeah but it was like completely natural yep right um, and so I think what you're saying about listening and about reflecting I think doing that real time is is definitely one of you know uh, a redeeming qualities for sure um, appreciate that yeah and I mean let's see like I, I love I and mean, this is not answering the question but I love what you said about um, like in COVID it was just kind of it uh, it cleared up the fog or it was like very foggy and then uh, after we decided what we were going to do it cleared it up right yep. I think very literally it happened <laughs> in, right in front of us yeah. in front of this uh, pond here <laughs> it's a very apropos little metaphor. Can't, yeah. Listeners can't see it, but trust us. It, yeah. It, happened. <laughs> yeah, it was a little misty over the lake. Well, I did take a picture, so. That's true. Yeah. You'll have to take a, an after picture and yeah. <laughs> tie um, it together. Yeah, but I think that's who, you know, very surface, surface level or, I guess, initial, you know, gut feeling and reaction to that question. I think that's who I would say the Andequisto is. Um, I guess in terms of... So I guess that's kind of a perfect segue into, all right, so that's, we, we, we kind of answered who you think you are. I guess we've gone through who I think you are. It's very similarly in line. Is there a person that you're trying to become, right? In terms, let's say when you're 39, when you're 49, 59, et cetera, or like, I don't know if there's a certain age that you put on it, but just an end vision or end goal of who you're trying to become. That's I mean that's another deep deep question. I don't I haven't s sat here and thought about and not here today, but I've never really thought about one specific person. I think it's a lot of attributes from a lot of different people. Yeah. Um. I, th in all honesty, I think I'm. It's more clear around who I don't want to be. Mm. Um. In growing up, in both childhood and seeing whether it's friends or non-friends and just seeing people because again going back you just have access to a lot of data you can see a lot of things uh, online um, probably more so than people ever thought would ever get to you yeah for sure uh, and so I'm I, I've I think I've done a really good job at just soaking up information um, combing through it and then I always forge forward and and find a path, and I figure out how do how do I want that information to latch on to me, um, what goes in, what what goes out, what stays on, and it's, it's kind of getting deep. But um, I've just I've really like compartmentalized 
information and I still don't, I don't think I truly know who exactly I want to be but I'm I'm digesting all this information yeah. and pick, picking pieces out and saying I want to be this I don't want to be this and I find myself at night when I can't sleep or my mind's racing I I I go to this one section of my phone and it's it's notes and it says who am I mm. Um, and it is, it's, wow. it's been over a, a, a lot of uh, time um, instances. Um, I'll think about things in the, in the shower. Um, and it, it's been pretty interesting to go back to like, yeah. read those things. Cause like I, I'll say, I, I am this, I am not this. Mm. Um, I want to be this, I don't want to be this. And okay. so I think in, it's probably a good of forcing event to go back and look and try and consolidate to see who is this person who um, am I going down that path am I not um, do I need to make some changes do I need to delete some things do I need to add some things yeah um, but I find myself doing that not regularly yeah um, and I think that's probably good because you shouldn't sit there and rack your brain I think you'd stress yourself out too much if you try to figure <laughs> out who who you want to be right um, but it feels like it comes in at the right time. Um, but I am cognizant of it. Um, I, my time is like, I, I, I like, well, whether I'm working, whether I worked out or not, um, that shower time is, or super late at night if I can't sleep, are those, are those two trigger points for me to really start thinking about those things, which is, which is interesting. Um, hmm. There's probably a whole other story in and of itself on why that is, but right. um, I don't find myself thinking about that while I am actually working out, or um, uh, while I am alone, or while I'm working and have downtime. Whatever it is, um, it comes in these like very specific times when I'm when I'm doing that. So I know that didn't answer your question directly, but I think it's more of the process yeah. to 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 figure that out and. We'll see when that when I actually um, when that is, but yeah. I think I'm taking the necessary yeah. steps to find time for that and really think about it because I think uh, manifesting it um, almost naturally happens in a way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess so. You so you said shower and what was the it was super place? late at night if it's oh, just, let's okay. say one in the morning okay, if like, i can't sleep or i wake oh, okay, up okay. Um, that doesn't happen often but it does happen and yeah. it's really easy to go scroll on uh facebook or instagram or tiktok yeah. or whatever um but more often than not all my mind will be racing and i'll be thinking about something um and i'll go to that section of my notes and and it, it puts me in a completely different mindset mm. um, of thinking how did you how long ago did you start that because I, I this is the first time I'm hearing about this this is pretty yeah. cool I don't act, think like, I've ever exercise. really honestly sh told anyone that. <laughs> you told your wife or no yeah no <laughs> um, well, we're breaking news to the world yeah. here <laughs> maybe if she listens don't go yeah. don't, don't go look in my uh, yeah. my notes section yeah. um, and I really I'll, I'm probably gonna leave here and go look at and see like what what I've thought about at certain times um, when did I start that? It had to have been, in the, I mean, probably in the last two years. Okay. Um, I've just learned a lot about myself in the past two years. Like, I, th like I think when I when we talked about that left turn that I had originally, yeah, I definitely learned a lot. I, um, I'm in this learning mindset. I don't think that'll ever go out. I'm naturally curious. Um, I love, love, love learning. I don't know about what specifically, but I love learning. And so, um, 
I think where I've learned the most uh, are when, I guess you probably learn the most when you're uncomfortable. And we, you, we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, and that was that, that left turn, incredibly uncomfortable at a young age. Um, so I naturally had to learn a lot. Um, I think uh, another learning event for me was um, how I've, I've looked at myself as an underdog. Um, Alex and I are first time founders. We're young. Um, we've never done, we've never done what we've, what we're doing before. And so like that confidence, um, I wouldn't say it was a lack of confidence. It was just more of like, there is a thought around like, Hey, are we doing this right? And so, uh, honestly, right around the time when we hired you, um, oh. I've been, pretty <laughs> I've been pretty transparent with you about just the culture that was going on in um, our marketing office, which was a completely different section of, of the business at the time. We were the only ones in Atlanta. Right. And um, so I like almost had to own and control the, the culture and the energy in the office. And um, it wasn't going down the right path. And I, I, I think about that a lot. Um, I think about how I could have controlled it better. I think of how I could have communicated better. And I think about um, those potential learnings. And that was, that's when I learned the most and reflected the most was that first left turn. And I wouldn't really consider the two years ago thing a left turn, but it was one of those, probably one of the more uncomfortable times right. that, I've, that I've had. Um, and I think about that a lot from a learning perspective. Um, okay. Yeah. Because I think that at least what I've, in the course of like consuming different content for me, it's, there is like this uh, thing I mentioned to you before, like way we can learn or know more about, our, know more about ourselves. There's this concept of like Kensho and Satori. Like Kensho is like kind of those, those uncomfortable moments, those painful moments in our lives that we were learning. Right. And on the flip side, there's those moments of like insight and like epiphany or eureka type of moments. Right. Where it's like you're just maybe brainstorming one day and like, oh, wow, this is like an amazing insight that I just had about myself or about the world or whatnot. Right. So I think it's I think you're spot on with what you're saying about those moments of discomfort yep. is really can what, uh, you know, help us discover who we are. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'd be curious. I wonder how many. This is just more of a curiosity yeah. thing. I wonder how many. It's probably natural that people have more of the uncomfortable learnings than they do the epiphany learnings. You said Kensho and Satori. Satori. Yeah. So more of the Satori learnings. Um, those don't happen often, and I don't know if that's just for me. If that's a common thing, it feels like it's probably more of a common thing. Common thing because people are more probably getting in uncomfortable positions happens more than like those. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think um, general population-wise, I'd yeah. say so. Um, no, for sure. I guess who are, I, I, since you mentioned it, that you write within that, the who am I note, right? Different, like I am this, I am not this. I'm curious about the, the I am not ones. I don't know if there are any that kind of are stuck in your head or that are more um, memorable in terms of who you are not or like the stories or reasons behind those yeah if you um, want to share yeah. I think things that I am am not um, 
I'm not, I don't find myself, like, I'm not, what, angry is, is one. Like, I don't find myself being angry, and I, I like that. I don't, um, I, I, I think, honestly, I've thought about it more since you, I think one of your oh, yeah. 20, <laughs> your 2020 goal, yeah. which I, ho- I hope you accomplished, um, especially in a crazy year, was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was uh, to not get angry once or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I put for that. And I, I don't find myself being angry a lot, um, and I've been deliberate about how I think about that, because uh, I think people can construe like anger for frustration and um so i'm not angry um uh i'm not i really challenge myself like i'm not a follower um Mm. i there's instances where i find myself following but i'm trying to use that almost as a forcing event that i'm a leader like i should need to find my own path and you challenge me actually all the time on on this like to be unique to be our to even if you don't get on this path, at least think about going down, like, what's our own paved paved way look like? And I probably apply that more towards myself personally than I do professionally. Um, I'm not uh, a fighter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't like like anything to do that. I, I like to think naturally positive, high energy. Um I'm not uh, uh, what's the what's the right word I'm not somebody who pushes somebody down when they're down like I'm somebody who wants to lift people up whether it's somebody I know or I don't know um, I don't like make, making people feel worse about themselves um, so I think it's more of like that natural try to be naturally positive um, I think like high level I like that I want people to like me naturally yeah I'm not going to go out of my way to do things that are unlike me but um, I find myself adapting really well in whatever situation so um, I'm not a I don't know what the right term was like I am a chameleon like I like adapting and um, and and applying myself to whatever situation that novelty right aspect of being because I think that's what can really promote like creativity and yep. when, I, when you're getting inspiration from all these different aspects and I guess applying that to our mindset, right? It's like what you're saying, what you said about like I don't necessarily have like one series or subscribe, you know, thing that I subscribe to, right? Yep. It's I'm trying to getting tidbits from a lot of different places and then what you like you'll like incorporate and then what you don't like you'll, you know move on from yep. right and I think that goes ultimately back at like when you when you say that back to me it makes me feel good because I sat here and told you whether an hour ago or however long ago like my, I want to be a resource I want to I want to know a lot um, it might be I want to know a little about a lot of different things so I can be a resource that I can connect people and and that ultimately is me staying true to my mission and my vision of ultimately who I think Dan is or what Dan aspires to be when he's 39. Um, so I, I think that's applying itself in the right ways at the right times. Um, so it's it's good hearing you say that back back to me. Uh-huh, nice. I guess well, what, I guess on a daily basis or weekly or how, whatever time frame you want to think about it, what um, in your 
life kind of gives you energy or creates energy for you that you're like you're like looking forward to doing versus oh man like I gotta spend time doing this like uh, like what creates versus like drains energy in your daily life that's a really good question I think again the easiest thing for me to come back to is um, spending time with with people I want to but then also new people um, I think that naturally creates energy. Like I'm excited. I've always been in the mindset of of you never know who you're gonna meet. Um, I think everyone should have that mindset because opportunity will come, and if opportunity comes, money will come, or learning will come, or friendships, connections, etc. will right. come from that. Um, and that really motivates and inspires me. Is is the means to get there will be different, but um, that ins- inspirational point is connecting with people, talking, engaging, collaborating, um, uh, uh, educating, etc. I think a lot of those um, moments are, right now at least, are what are inspiring and, and uh, things that I look forward to, more so professionally than personally. I think I've been really, I almost apply a different mindset on the personal path. Yeah. Um, I have a solid, let's call it circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like keeping that tighter. Um, yes, I like meeting new people, but I also know I only have so much time and bandwidth to be the, to give back to that person as much as I can. I don't have a, right. a lot to be able to to give what I'd ultimately want to give to newer people or to make new friends. So yeah. um, I almost go through an exercise like this. If, if this person can, I can get. If I can learn from them, grow from them, work with them professionally. Sure, like I'll probably like spending more time with them personally, but if it starts on the personal side, probably tougher, <laughs> probably tougher to get it in the circle. Right. That makes sense. No, it does, it does. I guess, how do you, I guess what things do you gauge? Like, what do you look for then in terms of like, whether it's personal or professional, like, all right, like this is someone that I want to be spending more time with or not as much. So I don't want to be with anywhere, anyone else that's, like me if that makes sense when and what actually really put my mind to that when, when we're talking about this is um i th- justin going back to justin yeah uh, shout out justin <laughs> um he said something when we were hiring i want to say it, it might have been you um he's uh we talk about culture fit yeah um and i think how he approached it was like it's a culture ad and so like i don't want somebody who's going to be just like me yeah um again because i i think it just goes back to my mindset on uh just being naturally curious always wanting to learn i don't want somebody who's exactly like me because i'm not going to learn from somebody like me um who who knows all the same things as me um my mindset is i want to learn from people who are who are selfishly like i'm going to be able to learn from um uh, whether it's uh, how to be a better person uh, about a specific topic um, right. So those are like the characteristics that I look for when I when I find myself naturally gravitating towards new people uh, is if I can learn from them, grow from them, if they fit some sort of, uh, um, if they're an additive to uh, uh, things that I'm naturally curious about. And so I just like meeting new, new people for that reason. Um, and so uh, I, I like the culture add sort of uh, analogy. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone... I guess that you've been, that you haven't reached out to necessarily that you're like, whether in your network or, um, I know you said like a limited 
amount in your personal circles, but I guess professionally that you're like, all right, I want to like know and talk to this person more and pick their brain or whatnot, since maybe you've identified those types of qualities in, in that person. I'm just going to also be taken as a role model type question as well, um, but I'll open up the floor. Um. The first person who comes to mind, and uh, I haven't actually thought about that quite a bit, because um, if I want to talk to somebody, I will most likely take action. Yeah. Um, I think the one that I've been hesitant to take action on as much is just, I go back to Jared. Um, I haven't been able to connect with him in a while on a different level than some sort of one-off professional reason I mean, he's yeah. on our board so going to him with things like that are natural but um he's he's just the person who's just so easy to talk to and thinks about things from a completely different perspective and it comes off as incredibly authentic and so i'd like to be able to bring more things to a person like that who i know has that wide variety of of uh knowledge um and somebody who uh, I think I would adopt or accept that knowledge more so from somebody like him because I trust him. Um, I know what he's capable of. I know what he has done. And so um, I see myself in a position like him because he's very influ uh, influential Yeah. Um, in a good way. And that's I think that's who I ultimately want to be when it comes down to being a resource and um, somebody you... I want to be that person that somebody thinks about like, I'm going to call Dan. I'm going to ask Dan. Um, and again, whether I know it or I'll, I'll help or I'll connect people, like I, there's just something motivating about that. So, um, and I think he's that person mm -hmm. um, in my mind right now. Gotcha. Um, that's, yeah, I think that's, cause, yeah, because you can definitely get, like when we're in the scope of like work, it's easy to have conversations only within the scope of that work, right? It's like, you know, maybe we have a one-on-one -on -one and then it's, you know, only tactical stuff or strategy work. But then, obviously, I think we do a good job of, like, mixing in that, like, personal, like, what's going on, yep. you know, and just talk about that for the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Like, I think it gets that good balance. But when it's people who are, I guess, in a different stage or a different, like, position professionally, right, it's, it's tougher to get that mental attention, yep. right, from their perspective. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just kind of interesting to me to, like, see as, like, the further you, like, move up, let's say, it, quote, unquote, it's, it's, like, less and less time you can deal with, like, BS as well as, like, other people, right? I'm not sure if you've thought about that. Or, yeah, you know. I think what I've, I've found myself, and this is, like, taking it to a super high level is just there's so much there's so little time again kind of like a cliche yeah i mean there's so many hours and minutes in the day and there's so much information out there to digest or distractions um uh non-distractions whatever it is um daily tasks relationships um events yeah whatever it is there's just so much and i, I find myself really thinking critically about what i spend my time on yeah um, and again, that's, it's really kind of cliche, but it's, it's a real thing. And like, I, there's only so much you, when you learn about yourself, and I know you've done a really good job with just understanding how much mental capacity you have and, and also pushing the throttle a little bit. Like, how do I get more mental capacity? I think that's harder. 
so the people first and foremost should understand what try to understand and your and feel for how much mental capacity you have and energy um, and what you want to uh, uh, give that that energy to, towards yeah um, and that that part is really difficult and it, I think that alone could challenge people in a pretty tough way yeah um, and and it is tough to think about like what you want to spend your time on and I think that's how I it's probably a good and bad thing on how I approach certain arguments in a relationship <laughs> or it's like I don't care about those some some things and I'll, I'll be very expressive about that yeah like I'll not I'll say I don't want to waste my mental energy on this and yeah it can be good and bad because you also need to kind of going back to a chameleon you need to uh, maybe in that relationship part of of your role should be to listen and to yeah. whatever it can't just be no I don't care about that um, I don't want to waste energy on it. So it, it's just tough. Um, but I found myself, and I think I challenge people to do that, really think about how to uh, put a number or, or an amount to your mental energy and really be thoughtful on where you're spending that time and energy. Because um, it doesn't always have to be like to be a better person or to make more money um, or to listen more. Like, I mean, it can be just small, minor things. Um, but uh, you need to build those those solid habits. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I'll kind of close up here. Is there anything that's been on your um, mind recently that you wanna that we haven't talked about or anything that we haven't broached yet? I'll kind of open the floor up if there's anything that's been ruminating or you've been reflecting about. Not necessarily. I'm honestly more excited to like. I'm really happy that we we have this conversation. Um, I, I always love when our one-on-ones almost we spend 10% of the time on actual work and 90% <laughs> on a conversation or we just yeah. we talk an hour longer Alex um, you I, didn't hear that yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it I think it happens yeah that's at, after 6 p.m. <laughs> um, I think it uh, uh, it happens naturally yeah. um, between uh, you and I and I'm I'm excited to like how this kicked off on a on a Saturday um, most people aren't out here uh, reflecting and talking deeply they're they're executing against their habit or they're just walking for exercise or whatever it is right. but um, I came in with a plan to have this conversation and go work uh, after and I'm curious to see like reflect at the end of the day today how it might have influenced um, my mindset at the office mm. um, how it influences how I'm what I'm thinking about how often because um, I think ultimately that's part of what you why you like doing these things is is you want to have just a little positive impact on on people making them think differently challenging um, thoughts mindsets um, going deeper into who is X right because um, I think only positives can come out of that and so I, I no to answer your question I don't I don't really have anything else that I've wanted to share or ask or or answer but that was the media that came to mind is like I can feel myself in a completely different mindset right now that's not so uncomfortable um, I think it's uncomfortable in the sense of that it's different yeah. and it's not typically what I would be doing on a Saturday yeah and, and so I'm I'm also excited to see how it influences and impacts the rest of the day um, starting off with a, a, a mind exercise like this yeah that's awesome um, well, Dan, uh, it's been amazing conversation right now. Obviously, we've had many conversations before, 
and hopefully a lot more future ones. Um, it's been very insightful to hear what goes on in your mind, how things have changed throughout your life and those left turns that you've taken, but eventually, you know, the course is course corrected, right? Um, and so, again, truly grateful for spending time out here um, on the Saturday morning to get that mindset. And I'm, cu I'm curious to hear, I guess, offline to um, how, if any, had, it has impacted, you know, the rest of your day or your weekend yeah. um, and going forward. So no. appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, just keep surrounding yourself with awesome people. I'm excited uh, for what you're doing, and I'm, it, it is motivating. It's inspiring. Uh, I'm excited for the people who are continuing to listen and follow and because um, I think they can learn a lot from you, um, especially at a young age and where you're heading. Um, and I'm, I'm appreciative just to be a, a small part of it and, and uh, continue learning. So um, excited to see the or hear the additional guests you might have. And um, uh, I'm a fan. So uh, awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Great to hear. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I'll see you guys next time on Size Eyes and the Casually Profound series.